Welcome to the Wednesday, August 12th edition of the Daily Wager podcast. We have got you covered with a variety of action for tonight and beyond. So get comfortable and we'll get you set in up to 10 minutes with everything you need to know heading into the betting day. Welcome, welcome, boys and girls, to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Alongside Tyler Foljam, I'm Joe Fortenball. No Daily Wager today or tomorrow, but we are back Monday. Bet, however, airs today, 4 p.m. Eastern, on all of ESPN's streaming channels from YouTube to Facebook to Twitter. How's it going, buddy? Any golf this morning? What do you got going on? No golf this morning, just... uh plain old boring handicapping but you know <laughs> we, we all we all can't live the glamorous life of uh joe Fortenbaugh sipping my ties by the pool every day so i grind away my friend that would be a nice life if it was in fact mine i think you have me uh, confused with some billionaire yachtsman but i will take it uh let's start we've got i know we've got some baseball and some futures we want to hand out as well but let's start with the NFL preseason. We've got two games tonight. I know you're going to be on the pod tomorrow, so you can zero in on anything you like tonight. I got one for tonight and then one for this weekend. So I'll tee you up, fire away with what you're thinking. Yeah, the, the first one I'll discuss, uh, Vikings and Broncos. Uh, I'm going to take the Vikings plus two and a half, a home dog. Um, the biggest reasons are, remember the Vikings QB situation earlier in training camp, Kirk Cousins. Uh, had COVID and what it was, you know, making a big uh, fuss about how he, the steps he was willing to take to uh, avoid a vaccine, but still be present with his teammates and not uh, be a risk. But they're at home in a great home environment, even for a preseason game where fans haven't been. And their QBs deep on the uh, depth chart, who likely aren't going to be with this team going forward, a guy named Case Cookus and the like, they got valuable reps because Cousins was out during training camp. Um, the Broncos, of course, have a QB battle that they're dealing with, but I know Mike Zimmer at home wanting to reestablish the dominance of his defense is maybe a little more willing to put some defensive uh, players out there that will be on the 53-man roster to get them into the uh, the uh, culture there, to get them into the defensive scheme. Um, even if this was a regular season game, there's question marks around Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. So even if they do play, which I'm not sure how many snaps each will get or either will get, um, it's not a great QB route. That's the weakness of Denver's team. Zimmer's trying to reestablish the defense as a strength. The Vikings QBs that normally wouldn't uh, get a lot of reps did earlier this training camp, and there'll be fans back at uh, U.S. Bank. Again, it's not going to be a huge, huge advantage like it would be in the regular season, but I think it's something that we can use for a small edge in a uh, preseason game. So I'll take the two and a half points in my pocket with the Vikings against the Broncos. All right, just a heads up for the listeners. That game is on Saturday. That's not tonight or Friday. That game is going to be Saturday. I'll give you one for tonight. Philadelphia is going to host Pittsburgh, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. The Eagles are laying one, which I think is a huge red flag. The Steelers are projected to go to the playoffs this year. The Eagles are projected to be the worst team in the NFC East. The Steelers have a preseason game under their belt. The Eagles do not. And yet, Philadelphia is still a one-point favorite. Why? Two key reasons, in my opinion. One is the quarterback depth on the Eagles chart. Number one, Jalen Hurts, starter experience from last year. Number two, Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. Number three, Nick Mullins, formerly of the San Francisco 49ers. Say what you want. Mullins has plenty of experience, not only in the preseason, but in the regular season, filling in for Jimmy Garoppolo last year. It wasn't great, but he has won games as a starter. 
in the National Football League. And I look at the coaching discrepancy. Mike Tomlin's a fantastic coach. How much does winning this game matter to him? Meanwhile, Nick Sirianni, first-time head coach, first game he's ever been coaching in the NFL, I think it's going to matter to him. I think if it's tight late, he's going to want to try to win it because he wants to get off on the right foot and he wants to get the fans in Philadelphia off his back. So for tonight, I will lay the one point with Philadelphia over Pittsburgh. I got one for Saturday as well since I'm not on the pod tomorrow, 1 p.m. Eastern. Chicago laying three against Miami. Love, 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 love the quarterback depth for the Bears. Andy Dalton, starter. Justin Fields, soon-to-be starter. Nick Foles, Super Bowl MVP. This is the best quarterback competition in the NFL. Dalton's fighting for a job. Fields wants the job. And Foles is auditioning to get a job with somebody else. Matt Nagy, by the way, 7-1-1. and to the over lifetime in the preseason. So you know he's going to want to push the pace and score. I think there's desperation setting in in Chicago. Matt Nagy knows he's on the hot seat. General Manager Ryan Pace knows he's on the hot seat. Every piece of positive news is going to count. They are going to want to win this game. And the line has shifted dramatically from where it opened. So I'll go ahead, and on Saturday, I'll lay the three with the Bears over Miami. And tonight, I'll lay the point with Philadelphia over Pittsburgh. Major League Baseball. I got, a, I, got, I got it before we get to Major League Baseball, though. Aren't we obligated, Joe, as a, uh, a gambling podcast to mention the Baltimore Ravens who play on Saturday as well? And their 17-game preseason win streak where Jim Harbaugh, or John Harbaugh, I should say, certainly not Jim in Ann Arbor, but John Harbaugh, 15-1-1 ATS in the preseason. They're laying two and a half. So do with that what you will. Um, I'm certainly going to ride that trend that Harbaugh has been uh, very great in a game against the Saints where we might see Jameis. We might see uh, Taysom Hill, but I'm not going to step in front of the John Harbaugh preseason train. I just thought we're obligated to mention that as well since uh, Harbaugh has been the preseason god. And as a betting man with you and Anita doing the podcast tomorrow, I would imagine that game will be coming up <laughs> once again. What do you have on the baseball cards for tonight? Uh, on the baseball card for tonight, obviously a lot of games going on today. Um, a very uh, hefty early slate. But tonight, uh, I'm looking at the matchup uh, between Jose Barrios and uh, Shohei Otani. Uh, the total is set at eight and a half there. And that does seem a little high, even with a Toronto offense that is obviously as potent as any in Major League Baseball. We know how good Barrios is and how um, stripped down that Angels lineup is outside of Otani, who did homer again uh, last night. He's on his home bump where his ERA splits are much, much better. Even though most of the metrics are the same, he's had much better luck in terms of run prevention at home, where his ERA is much, much lower than it is on the road. So eight and a half total seems high with two very good pitchers and then one on the Angels side who can neutralize any offense, including the Blue Jays. If you don't feel comfortable with the bullpens involved, um, because the Angels certainly don't have a good one, perhaps he played the first five under there as well but that, that's the one game in the evening that stood out to me how about you I'm on that game as well 9 38 p.m eastern I'm going to take uh, Otani and the Angels at plus 120 over the Blue Jays I like the price Otani's been overvalued for most of the season because people love betting on him now you're getting an excellent price because it's real easy to sit here and say well Toronto's won 12 of their last 15 they're red hot well the Angels have dropped five of six including yesterday's abomination against Toronto when they lost 10 to 2 but I like the matchup. Otani has been dealing since he got lit up by the Yankees at the end of June, I believe it was. June 30th, he gave up seven runs. Since then, he's made four starts. He's 3-0 with a 1-3-8 ERA and 23 strikeouts to only one walk. He has been fantastic. You mentioned the home road splits at home this year, a 1-7-9 ERA. On the road, a 4-5-4. 
four ERA. Barrios has been excellent in two starts for Toronto. Both were home games. This is a road game where his ERA ticks up just a bit. 288 at home versus 368 on the road. I like the opportunity to back Otani at plus money, plus 120 against a hot Toronto team. So I'll go ahead and play the Angels in that matchup. Any futures as we start to creep closer and closer to the college and pro football seasons? Yeah, we'll discuss the uh, Pac-12 today on our bet show. So make sure you tune in if you want to live 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on our YouTube channel. Twitter and Facebook. I'll, I'll save that tease. Um, I did find one as well that I may mention on the show, but it's a pretty cool kind of featured um, prop on DraftKings Sportsbook for the total number of wins from the NFC West in week one. And the number set at two and a half, and I would go over that. We know the Niners are touchdown plus favorites on the road against the Lions. We know the Rams are at home, touchdown plus favorites against the Bears. Then you have that weird game, the Seahawks and the Colts. The Colts were favored, but then the Wentz and uh, Nelson news. Now the Seahawks are a small favorite on the road. Even the Cardinals matching up with against against the Titans, pardon me. We know the Titans have a good offense, but their defense is going to be their question mark. And the Arizona Cardinals have the weapons to exploit that. They're going to be a great offensive team or should be uh, this season as well with the healthy Kyler Murray and what they added on that side of the ball. Rodney Hudson on the O-line. Of course, A.J. Green on the perimeter and uh, the uh, Rondell Moore in the draft to go with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. So I think at least three of those teams get wins. I think you're starting with a base of two with the Niners and the Rams. And then if the Seahawks get the Colts without two of their best players and most important players and the Cardinals, even as field goal dogs in Tennessee, I think if they have a great game and a shootout, they can win that. So something to consider there on DraftKings. Two and a half wins. Would you go over or under week one for the NFC West? That's absolutely one of the best things about legalization spreading across the country <laughs> is that companies and sports books are working to get more and more creative with more and more offerings to entice more people. And this is a fantastic one right out of the gate. I agree with the assessment on the Rams and the Niners. Carson Wentz starting in week one. It gives me some concerns if he's able to go, but Seattle's very capable of winning that game. And I'm very intrigued by Tennessee's defense trying to figure yes. out if they have upgraded at all. They were hideous last year. That defense had no business getting to the postseason. The offense carried them there. But again, am I going to back Cliff Kingsbury on the road? So if I have to go over two and a half, I'd lean to what you're saying there. I would think that the, um, the NFC West gets it done. I'll go to the college ranks. Every year right around this time, and this year it happened yesterday, one of my brothers gives me a call and he asks, what win totals are we playing? We always like to make at least <laughs> one massive win total bet on a college side or a pro side. This year in baseball, we did the Orioles on the under, so we're tracking that right now. For football, it looks like we've settled in college on the Kentucky Wildcats over seven wins. It's one that I've talked about before, but I can't seem to get away from it. And I'm liking it like I'm liking it more and more. Four and zero to open the season is there. They host Louisiana Monroe, winner. They host Missouri. That's going to be tough. Host Chattanooga at South Carolina, who's terrible. Lose the Missouri game. Worst case scenario, we're looking at three and one. I've got five other games on the schedule that are extremely winnable. Vanderbilt stinks. New Mexico State stinks. Tennessee stinks. Louisville isn't very good. And Mississippi State on the road is a winnable game based on what we saw from Mike Leach's crew last year. And even if you don't get it done there, you got three more games left. Georgia, I'll count that as a loss. Florida and LSU. All right. Very tough games. The Wildcats will probably be dogs in both. When it comes to Florida, a lot of skill position talent isn't there from last year. Kyle Trask, the quarterback, gone. Canarius Tony, the wide receiver, gone. Kyle Pitts, the tight end, gone. All off the roster. Let's see what Dan Mullen can come up with. 
For LSU, they're not going to be as bad as last year, but they're certainly not going to be as good as they were two years ago. Oh, by the way, the LSU and Florida games both take place in Lexington. It wouldn't surprise oh. me if the Wildcats could spring one upset between those two. The key here is a lot of people will say, how do we get to eight wins? I'll counter with this. How do we get the six losses? Because it's going to take six losses on that schedule for us to lose the bet. Maybe we land seven and we push, get our money back. But six losses, I don't see it given that schedule. So the Kentucky Wildcats over seven is going to be the play for me, at least one of the several plays I'm going to make when it comes to college football. All right. That is a wrap for today. Ten minutes of the bets you need. As we promised, if you get the opportunity, subscribe, rate, review. You know the routine. It helps us out greatly. Thank you for checking us out today. Best of luck tonight, and we will catch you back here tomorrow morning.